Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, a very warm and official welcome to Sunday Night Doozy. I'm joined here by Christopher Barrett. Hello, everyone. It's so good to have you here, mate. Thank you for having me. I just want you to introduce yourselves to those who aren't aware who you are. Well, my name is Chris and Josh and I have been friends for five years, met in high school, been great mates and I love music and I'm going to be a musician. Love it. Absolutely love it. And before we get into the episode properly, I just want to first say that we are sponsored by Cranberry Classic today. Ocean Spray hit the DMs. They said they just wanted to get on board. So we allowed that, obviously. Mm -hmm. Very exciting fifth episode in. Maybe I'd say like fourth official episode or so. Yeah. But yeah, we've got the Cranberry Classic coming in hot. I love Cranberry Classic. I drink it nearly every day. And I'm just looking at it now and I just realized it's 100% vitamin C. Sure is. There you go. Sure, not, not right that 99.9% bullshit they give you on like all other products, like yeah. cleaning products and stuff. This is 100%. 100%. And they're promising you that. Wow. So, um, Chris, off the bat, I believe you have a few special words to say. I do have a story. Uh, uh-huh. A bit of a solo segment. Mm-hmm. So, here we go. Before I get into the story, Josh, um, I just need to lay down some ground information. Okay. So, the Schweppes Company, they do your Schweppes Lemonade, they do your... Pepsi, your Mountain mm. Dew. Yes, they do. Those drinks. And I don't even know who the CEO of Schweppes is. Not sure who he is, but for the sake of the story, we're just going to call him Mr. Swep. Okay, Mr. Swep. So, your average Aussie battler, they, they live by one moral, and that is you got to do what you got to do. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you see, that's what the average person does. That's what they live by. But, you see, the CEO, Mr. Schwepp, mm. what does he live by, Josh? He doesn't live by, sure. you got to do what you got to do. He lives by, you got to mountain do what you got to <laughs> mountain do. Okay. Now, I'll tell I'm you following. this. I've been living by that saying. I've been living by, you got to do what you got to do. And, you know, the other day I walked into a bank. I told them, put the money in the bag. <laughs> I had a gun with me. Anyway, I got arrested. I went to jail for five years. Wow. So... The other day, you went to jail for five years. Yes. <laughs> and so, look, that was when I used to live by you got to do what you got to do. Okay. But then I realized Mr. Schweppes, CEO of Schweppes, he's a millionaire. He lives mm. by the saying you got to mountain do what you got to mountain do. So, really, who's winning? The people who live by you got to do what you got to do or you got to mountain do what you got to do? Wow. <laughs> so, change your lifestyle, change the way you think, basically. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And um, this segment actually was sponsored by the great people over at the Coca-Cola company. Hence why we have the Coca-Cola hat on today. <laughs> wow. That, that's incredible. I didn't even know. Like when you put this on my head to start off this episode, I didn't know it was going in that direction. Yes. But wow. that's where it had to go. We do have a sponsorship. So I'm going to tell you all, grab a Coke, <laughs> but don't just grab a Coke, share a Coke with hubby, with your mate, or even with a galah, share a Coke at your local grocery store. I feel like you got paid heavy to just come on with that. That's, that's incredible. Look, it, it was a, it's been in the works for a couple of okay, years. Okay, and you finally have just gotten it out. Yes, I'm exactly. genuinely, I'm lost words. I don't even know if we can continue the episode after that. Like that feels like it's done. Well, no, we, we have to start it off somewhere. <laughs> okay, well, why don't we start it off by talking about life insurance ads? Yes. The actors on those ads, would you even call them actors at all? No, it's some of the worst acting I've ever seen in my whole entire life. It really is. To the point where I feel like if we wanted to right now, we could just completely reenact. Yeah. Why don't don't you skew us off? Let's go. Yeah, let's let's do it. Babe, we have a lovely life, a lovely family, a lovely house. 
We really do, babe, but the one thing I keep thinking about is what happens when we perish? It, it keeps me thinking up late at night, and I've been looking for the options, but they're just not out there. Well, we gotta put our kids first, and you know, without us, what are they gonna do? I've just, I've been looking everywhere, but I can't find anything that is what we're looking for. Well, with Choosy Life Insurance, they can look after us if one of us pass away for 12 months, fully funded. And they can fund all our assets right to our kids for only $1,000 a month. So we can live our lives stress-free. There's no other option. <laughs> I feel like that could have been better, but at the same time, I feel like we're pretty much on par with... With everyone else. With everyone else that has ever done an ad for any insurance company. Exactly. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to the Grammys. Okay. Because I was very, very disappointed with what happened at the Grammys. Okay, yeah. For anyone that didn't watch the Grammys, everyone got snubbed, left, right, and center. Yeah. Everyone. Mm -hmm. For starters, The Weeknd, who had a song in the oh, top okay. 10 for over, what, 53 weeks now. It'd yeah. be well over that, yeah. Well over a year. Yeah. Did not get a single nomination for any category whatsoever. Yeah, not one. That in itself is just nuts. I, I couldn't believe that. I really reckon that The Weeknd, he put out one of the best albums of 2020. Yeah, absolutely. He took it back to the origins of 80s synth music. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what everyone's after and no one else is doing such a good job the way he does it. Uh, exactly. And he got snubbed. Not one nomination for any category. No. But there were some certain females that did get nominations for a lot of categories. And I've got nothing against female rappers at all. Nothing. Like, no. at all. But when they are choosing to rap about their genitals consistently yeah there there begins to have a problem you know yeah so the fact that savage won i think best rap song of the year mm -hmm. i think savage won that i'm pretty sure yes it's that did. correct record of the year yeah savage. record of the year and that was up against With beyonce i believe yeah and that was up against things like the box wasn't it dior yeah 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 like i i just i can't understand mm -hmm. i can't understand yeah it, it seems like I'm not sure how the Grammys choose their songs no. um, and who the winners are. Mm -hmm. Does it have to be nowadays that TikTok plays a big part in that role? I feel like it does, eh? Because I know that Savage did blow up on TikTok. It had a dance, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, it did, yeah. Like, do, does every song now have to have a dance to win a Grammy? Like, why? Mm. I can think of many better songs. Many. Mm -hmm. Dior was a party anthem. That was an absolute anthem and that got completely snubbed. Mm -hmm. you can I just say, out yes. of the three Pop Smoke albums, there's a reason that Dior's on every single one. That's right. <laughs> no matter what it is, bonus track on yeah, the album every time. Because it's a banger. It's one of his best songs. And if you're going to listen to Pop Smoke, the first one you should listen to is Dior. Absolutely. That's what you're going to get a taste you of. Into, yeah, that's yeah. it. Well, yeah, some people would say welcome to the party because that's what did start it off for him. But then Dior is what universally is mm -hmm. appreciated. It's probably his best song. Exactly. And but, yeah. should have been record of the year. But no, Savage. Savage, yeah. Classy, bougie, ratchet. No, that one, no, over, Josh. Over Dior and The Box, which was also incredible. Yeah, I thought The Box was great. Um, but then I did say to you as well that Roddy Rich, his sound is influenced by one of my favorite artists of all time, Young Thug. Yes. So maybe that's what the Grammys are thinking. They're thinking the originality of the box is not as strong as maybe Savage. But yes. then again, I'm not too sure how original Savage is. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure. Well, they also ran WAP as a live performance at the Grammys as well. So I don't know how much credibility yes. we can really give to anything. Exactly. It, it, seem, it seems like it's becoming more of a joke. Um, yeah, every year. I think it's definitely a ploy at, to kind of bring attention to the Grammys. Mm. 
Um, but not in a good way though. No, definitely not. Yeah. Um, it just annoys me that they've um, that they go on with these songs that aren't really genre defining. Mm. Um, I'm thinking right in 50 years time when they play like this was the record of the year for 2021. Yeah. And they start playing Savage. I don't think that's a good representation no. of hip hop. <laughs> yeah, record of the um, year. Because like, say like the younger generation, if in 50 years they're going to be thinking, really, like Savage, like. Is that what was like the music you listened to? Yeah, that's but it. It wasn't. They're, yeah, there's so like many grandparents stuff and stuff. Like they they enjoy dancing to their old music. Like I can't imagine twenty years being at a bowls club or whatever, dancing to Savage. Yes, like hearing it live by some cover band, Savage. Speaking of songs that I don't want to hear in fifty years' time. Yes, with the name Savage. Uh huh. Savage Love, <laughs> that <laughs> one with Jay Sanderulo, the saxophone one. Yeah. It, it kills me inside. Oh, I think about it so much. Yeah. Because as I've said, in 50 years time, they're going to play that song because it was top of the charts. Yeah, that's that's it, what yeah. people listen to yeah, for a large majority of 2020. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. No. But it's it's not going to leave. Yeah. Like it, it will stay around. That's the and thing. I, I just, again, we owe it all to TikTok because it was that again was a TikTok song as well. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Let's just let's move off the Grammys because it's, it's starting to piss me off just thinking about it, to be honest, just how far we've gone down a hole. So let's get into yeah. so super, like superstitions. Yeah, okay. Do you hold any of them in your life? Do you adhere to any of them? Well, I, I feel like I aim to not be superstitious. Yes. I don't think you should be superstitious. It's just going to get in the way of your life. So you, you don't believe like they're putting the umbrella up inside is unlucky, the breaking a mirror is unlucky? No, I, I don't believe that. But there's certain things that happen in life that just aren't coincidences. That's, that's right. Well, that, will lead, that leads me on to conspiracy theories. I yes. love to wrap myself around a good conspiracy theory. Yeah. And the one I want to bring up today is the fact that we are living in a flipped universe. Okay. So you've seen the movie Tenet. Yes. We have seen the movie Tenet. And for those of you who haven't, do you want to explain it, Chris? Okay. In the best so way you can. The way that Tenet works is, you know, we're just going through life and there's these characters and um, they're, I don't know, CIA agents. Mm-hmm. And this one bloke has no idea what's happening, but these people have come into his life and basically um, they're, they're being attacked by this people who are like going backwards in time yes and they don't know what is happening exactly yeah but they get to a point in the movie where they realize that there's these places around the world where you can go into it and come out the other end flowing backwards in time yeah that's right um that's pretty much yeah pretty much exactly what it is like there's like they'll fight battles there'll be one team that's moving forwards in time one team is moving back and they sort of meet but that's what leads me into this whole flipped universe thing. Mm-hmm. They're saying like there's a completely different universe that is also moving back in time. Yeah. And then on that same parallel, they're also saying that our universe has done the same thing. Okay. If I'm confusing you, I apologize. No, no. But no. there's a lot of people say that since 2012, the world has never been the same. Oh, An yeah, example yeah. I can give of this is there are also people that are saying that the Statue of Liberty, right, for over 100 years, you have not been able to climb up into the head of the statue. No. Because it, like, it's an observation deck pretty much. You can see out from it. But people actually have photos and remember going on school trips where they have done that. So it's that sort of thing. Same thing with the location of the Statue of Liberty. There's people that say, no, it was in a completely different place and it's now moved. So it's like those little things that are changing. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's leading people to believe that we are not in the same world that we were in nine years ago. And it makes you feel like you're crazy. Exactly. When people tell you that like... 
the Statue of Liberty, like you haven't been able to get up there, but yeah, you, you know that like yeah, you got for photos people, of yourself. They there. know that they've been there yeah, and they've done it. that. Yeah, and they people are sharing these experiences, saying like mm-hmm. I must not be the only one. Yeah, that's right. And so, add a little side note: Stevie Wonder is definitely not blind as well. <laughs> Can I please just no, say? No, he, he can't be blind. He's not blind. He's faking it. <laughs> There's people in interviews that have said they watched him get into the car and start driving. Yeah. And then that's where people go, oh, no, he's just like a jokester. What do you mean a jokester? How, do you... how can you joke? Because he's been blind someone? his whole life, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. So, you know, how's he going to get into a car and start driving? I just feel like <laughs> there's so much about life that we're being lied to. Yeah, we just, we just don't know. Yeah. And it's, it, it annoys me. But at the same time, you kind of got to just go along with that's it. That's right. And I don't want to get too deep into it because that's when the CIA will get on my ass and start to... Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to release too much information because we, we all know things, Chris. Yes. And I think that's what this podcast is best known for, uh-huh. not exposing <laughs> the government and Just what they do. walking the fine line of it. <laughs> exactly. We can we can touch on it, but we, we don't want to go too yeah, far. Yeah, I don't want to get red flagged at all. That's just not something I want to do. So I'm actually going to completely move off that because I just yeah can't deal with it. I can't no. deal with the, the repercussions. Yeah. Let's talk about your experience leaving the casino at 5 a.m. for a shift that simply just didn't exist. I want okay. you to take us through that beautiful moment. So um, for a long time, I've yep. been working at Coles. Yes. And I've been a casual worker. Okay. No longer, but was a casual learner. Okay. Um, worker. Yes. And Which, what does that mean as a casual worker, Chris? As a casual worker, you get different shifts every week. Yep. It's not the same shifts. They're different. And what can they do to those shifts? And what can happen is they can call you in for mm. a casual shift. Yes. And you have to say yes. You're obligated to. But also your shifts can get cancelled. Yes. Um, anyway. Declan knows about this quite well. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do have the same job. Yes. And basically what had happened, it was a Friday night and the boys went out to the casino. Yep. I was pretty excited, but then realized I had a shift at seven on mm. Saturday morning. But I couldn't talk to the boys. I had to still go. Yep. Um, and I, I went. And so what had happened was we went down. I had a couple drinks. I had like a beer and maybe a Bailey's on the rocks. Okay. But so it was light. around 10 p.m. and the boys were keen to go gamble. But I had to say, I have to go to bed because yep. I have to get up yeah, at five shift. and yeah. Yeah, go You're to work. switched on. So I left and um, went up to my room and I went to my bed and I went and I fell asleep for an hour and a half until 11.30. Yes. All the boys came back up. <laughs> yep. And... The party was on. <laughs> we were not attempting to be quiet at all. I completely forgot you were there, to be honest. Yes. And I, I kept sleeping because I was like, if I just keep sleeping, they might get up and leave. I, I pretended to sleep for half an hour and then I woke up. I was like, <laughs> it just no, really didn't work. <laughs> it's midnight. I've got to get up. Yes. And I was just dying a bit. Like, yeah. Just sitting there like, oh, I got work in like five hours. Yes. Yeah. Um, Can I just put in there as well? This is in a way karma for the time where I was asleep and you brought up your little entourage and I woke up to you in a kimono. Yes. In a kimono, just, just chilling there. With Wouldn't a have it any other way. Yes. I woke up to a, uh, a handful of chips that had been placed into my hand. Mm-hmm. And then I realized there was chips scattered throughout the whole ground. That was two weeks before and that was the biggest mistake of my life. Yes. <laughs> um, At least you can see that now. Yeah. I, I, I felt really bad and I still feel really <laughs> yes. bad about that situation. <laughs> Good. So in due course, karma hit me. Yep. Two weeks later. This yes. was that Friday night uh-huh. and the boys came back up and I was woken up. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> We kept rambling on, playing some music and didn't go to bed till around two. So I got three hours sleep, got up Mm. at five, had breakfast. I put on my work uniform. I had a shower. I hop in my car at 5.59 and I'm like, that's great. I can get to um, my Coles at 6.30. I don't start till seven. I can maybe grab a coffee from McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I get in my car at 559 and I drive off to Coles. And I get there at 6.30. I'm about to walk into Macca's. I get out my phone. Yep. I check my phone and Coles has texted me and they've said, hey, look, we're going to have to cancel your shift, mate. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm just standing there for five minutes like, hold on. <laughs> what just happened? So I only had two drinks last night. Yep. It was a boys' night. Mm-hmm. And I went to bed at 10. I dogged the boys. Yep. Because I'd work. Yep. Purely. And then I went back, went to sleep, but then was woken up again. And then just sat there dying and then woke up at five again and then drove to work. <laughs> All and then what? my shift was cancelled and I'm there in my uniform. So I'm thinking I could have had a fun night. Yep. Could have had breakfast with the boys. Yep. Could have had a great Saturday. Yep. But here I am, super tired, only three hours sleep. And I drive home. It's 6.30. I get home. Mum and dad wake up. And I'm like, my shift has been cancelled. And I'm there... <laughs> eating a bowl of cereal, just rethinking my entire life. If that happened to me, I would be fuming. Yeah. Like where I work, I've never had a shift cancelled in my life. There's never been a cancellation. Mm-hmm. Never. But honestly, if it did happen... But I, I also, I can't owe it all to the Coles company. No. I owe it to myself for getting a job as a casual worker in that department. Yes. <laughs> so I played myself. Yeah, I, I needed to learn how to play my cards, right? Yes. And I didn't that night. Rough. It was karma. Yeah. And it was a situation all set up. Yep. Next time you just need to call and stick to that shift completely and just not even have the risk of it being cancelled. Yeah. That's what you need to do. Okay. I want to lead this into a, uh, a new topic that I've introduced today. Just for you, Chris. Yes. Just for you. It's where we ask the audience to call in. They might have something going on. They might need some advice. Okay. Because you have a plethora of advice. Yeah, I, everyone, I do. Everyone knows that. Yeah. You're a man of much wisdom. So we had someone call in and... Um, haven't played this yet, so I'm not too sure what he has to say, but we'll just, we'll suss it out and we'll see if Wait, you have anything you can add. Who called in? Just some guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just filtered through him. It's like a lucky dip, you know, because we get these <laughs> people calling in all the time. So I just spun through, picked one. We'll see what, we'll see what it is. Oh, gosh. And we'll see if you can add anything to it. Better be good. It better oh, not no, be it, spam or something. It'll be right. Let's just, let's see what he has to say. Okay. Yeah, g'day boys, Brian here. Just wanted to call and ask for some advice. Chris, I know you're very specialised in the field of avoiding any and all responsibility, so I was wondering how the hell I could get out of going to my uncle's funeral. (laughs) Wow, okay. (laughs) Interesting. Brian. (laughs) Well, I'd like... Let's let's dissect the situation. (laughs) First of all, Brian... Like, we go way back, but the thing is, I don't understand (laughs) where he thought I avoid responsibility from. I always take responsibility on the chin. I know, he seemed to be pretty confident in the fact that you avoid. (laughs) I don't know, man. Maybe I just don't owe it to myself. That that probably probably is. It's something I keep deep down. I I don't want to talk about. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But avoiding your uncle's funeral. Okay, this is a First of all, why? (laughs) Why would you want to avoid a funeral? It's just... There's a multitude of reasons, Josh. Okay, okay. So you've, you've been there, done that. Been there, done that. It's not my first rodeo. <laughs> okay, right. So you um, have some good advice here then. So for Brian, look, what I've got to say, mate, is you've got to eat. You've got to go buy a bunch of food. Yep. Maybe a month or two months before. Perishable food. Your milks. Okay. Your bread. Your eggs. Or anything perishable. Yeah, let yep. it go off. And then what you've got to do is eat the moldy and right. disgusting perishable okay. food. Yes. And then you... Just literally got to be sick. You've, you've got to put yourself in that position. Just do the same thing. Just get chicken, whip it up medium rare, mm-hmm. dine, and then salmonella, potential death. Mm-hmm. Then it turns into your funeral. Then there's going to be people that need to avoid that funeral. You know what I mean? So it's just 
it's a Mandela effect. If it you... is. And is that how your uncle passed away as well? Did he take some of my advice? Yeah. I'll leave that question <laughs> up in the air. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. I, I've got a few other calls, but probably just won't go to them because that was just, that was too much. Okay. I'm worried. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into what I like to call the rule book of life. New segment. New segment. Chris, you actually helped me form you late this segment. Yeah, we were talking about it this morning. We breakfast. were over breakfast over a nice Eggs Benedict. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was very good. Hash Eggs Benedict. Yes, with a very, very hard stiff, avocado. Very stiff and firm avocado. I thought I was eating apple for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Like, as I said, yes. it's not their fault for being supplied that avocado, but it damn right is their fault for supplying it to us. Exactly. That ruined our morning, but that's fine. We're picking it up. That's okay. That's yeah. okay. Because what happened at breakfast this morning is we came up with this new segment. Exactly. If you start at the lowest point, then there's only one way to go. Exactly. Up. So I'll introduce the segment. Please. It's called the rule book of life because okay. it is a game of life and there should be rules. Absolutely. So I think we should start some rules right now. And you have one for us. I have one for go. us. Let's so go. I'll explain how it came about. Yep. We're sitting down eating breakfast. We already have our food. Like we haven't ordered anything else. Yep. But then someone said, order for Chris. Which is your name. Which is my name. Sparkle lit in your head. And it is my given name that my parents gave me. Yep. Which means I'm obligated to go up to the counter and take that order. That's right. That's my name. That's fine. And I think if the person, the other person with the same given name as you is upset, you say to them, your parents should have chose a more... I don't know. Different unique name. name. Yeah. Unique name. That's exactly. right. If, if they're not calling the last name, if they're just calling the first name, if it's a first name basis, you have every right because that is your name. And you have every right to give them a first name and a last name. Yep. It is your fault for giving them a basic first name. Yep. And expecting that there'll be no one else in the restaurant named that person. Yep. I think it's, yeah, because you're not legally obliged to do anything. You're not signing a contract to say that this is my meal. I will claim this meal. Yeah. You're not. You're just no. ordering it. There's no contracts. So who is to say that if your name is Chris and they call Chris... You can't just go get that meal. And this is how the rule is going to work, all right? So I want everyone to do this. Yep. So if your name is called at the same restaurant you're at, you have to be the first one up at the counter and grab it first. Yeah, that's and what that it is. is. Yours. Yeah. yeah. If you might be too slow and the actual person who ordered it grabs it. And fair enough, that it is then there. It's now fine. But it is a fight for who has the given That's name. right. Like you can't come up to, like if you're Chris, you go up to another Chris, you can't have him on show and go, hey buddy, they, they called my name. Like they're, they've already gotten to it. It's done. Yeah. It's, it's off. It's off the cards. Mm-hmm. If their name was Joe and your name's Chris and Joe has already taken it, then you have the opportunity to go and take it. Exactly. Because your name is Chris, they call Chris. Mm-hmm. But then again, if it's the same name, first in best dressed, get up there, get there quick. It's like a game of capture the flag if you mm-hmm. haven't played that. And the adjudicator should be the person who took the order. That's right. And if you want to play the game, you have to carry around ID with you, mm-hmm. your driver's license. And <laughs> if you also played that other separate game where you make up a name, like yes. if I might order and say, order for Evan. Mm-hmm. And then, but then someone else with the name Evan comes up and then you look like a fool because you have your driver's license that says Chris. Yep. Then that Evan is here. You, you look like an idiot. And let's make another rule. This is like a bonus rule. Okay. Say there's, there's two, two Evans for the sake of conversation. Yes. Evan one goes up to get the order. Evan has a license. But you are also named Evan, but you have your birth certificate, which I would say is a stronger document mm-hmm. than a license. You may then cut the line and claim. There are levels to this game. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, because most of those things that need legal documents, they want one, which is like a license. And then they want a, a, like a government official document, like a, you know, a piece mm-hmm. of paper. Your class A, set. your class B, your yes, class C. that's right. So that's what, it, yeah, same ranks apply for getting your order first. Exactly. If I whip up the boom 
like the birth certificate, mm-hmm. like that's me. I'm now I'm now on here. What if two people bring up a birth certificate? Is it just a matter of who has the most um, identification? I would simply just say a, a rock off. Yeah, a rock off. That's a rock off situation. Right. Scissors, paper, rock. Mm-hmm. Best of three if you want to go about that way. That now it's it's up to you two to decide the rules. Yeah, definitely. I think it's great. I think that that should be set in stone. That is the first rule book of the game of life. Yes. That needs to go into the Declaration of Independence. There, there is now a new point. Yeah. <laughs> that needs to go in there. We're starting it here. I'm now going to specify mine. Yes. And that is people that tell stories that are clearly exaggerated slash fake. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever witnessed this, but I've witnessed it a lot. A lot, yes. And it's, they, they feel always like it's just not easy to tell. Mm-hmm. I know straight away when you're exaggerating a situation. <laughs> the signs are they will start to stutter because mm-hmm. they're trying to collect in their head what they're actually doing. Mm-hmm. There's another sign if they start to have the stories not correlating. If something has happened here, but then it's not happening there, it's like, what's going on? You actually don't even know what you're trying to say. Yeah. They're trying so hard to believe their own lies. It's just not working. <laughs> and you know, like, I wouldn't say many people make up stories completely, but yeah. exaggerating. They definitely exaggerate it. Big time. And if you're going to exaggerate a story, I think that you should be able to say, I think you're exaggerating this story, Josh. Straight away. Yeah. Just, just be bold. Be masculine. You've got to be bold. And... In that situation, they've got to be prepared to show proof. That's right. Yes. Like if you're just, you're telling me a story, you're going away, you're starting to get a little bit off topic. I'm like, okay, this is sort of getting a bit fake. Mm-hmm. I'll just say, well, let's just pause. Yeah. Prove it. Yes. Like if you're talking about some famous dude or something, someone partially famous, you go, oh yeah, I know him. I've seen, I've seen him before. You just go, okay, whip up his number, get yeah. him on the phone. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Let FaceTime him right now and let's all have a conversation. Yeah. Like I've had people say that, oh, I can sprint hundred meters in 10 seconds. Cool. Let's go to the track. I'll bring, my, I'll bring my, my watch. We'll mm-hmm. time it. And if you, could, if you can't do it today, then I don't believe that you did it the other day. That's right. The beauty of words is that you can say any of them mm-hmm. at any time. Yes. Some will get you in a lot of trouble. Definitely. Some won't. Mm-hmm. But you can say them whenever yeah, you want to. At exactly. your own will. You just got to be prepared for someone to pull you up on it. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the funny thing about being human. You can go do whatever you want. They haven't patched anything. They're like, the universe just said, do whatever you want. I can go outside right now and start eating dirt straight away. And who's going to stop me? Not me. No one's going to stop you. You can do whatever you want. I'll join in. (laughs) You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. And the only repercussions are if you get caught. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I feel like that's just, we're sounding a bit like criminals right now. So we should probably just lay off that. Okay. (laughs) But those are the two rules that we have this week for the rule book of life. This book is probably something that I could see us publishing at the start of next year. Definitely. I think we should find a publisher, Penguin Books. Yep. That's (laughs) the first one that comes to mind. The next scholastic book fair. Mm -hmm. But we need more than just two. Rules. I think from now yep. on, every podcast episode, get a couple new rules. I love that. Mm-hmm. So now every guest that we have on, rules of life. Rules of life. That is incredible. It's a game of life. That's what it is. It is. And now we have the rules to this game of life. And at the end of the day, we're going to publish that book. Mm-hmm. Hardcover, obviously hardcover. Exactly. Hardback book. Penguin. Yep. We're going for more sales than the Bible. We are. Um, we'll give it a go. We are. Like, yeah. I don't know if I want to make this book to sort of, you know, just have a book or because I just want to waste paper because I, I just don't give a shit about the trees. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> Either way, a book sounds great. It's killing two birds with one stone. Actually killing forests, in fact. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just tear them down. Let's do it. That leads us into the summary, Chris. Okay. <laughs> We've had a great time on this, on this episode. It has been great. We it's... found out that we're sponsored by Coke. Yes, Coca-Cola for a segment about Mr. Schwepp. <laughs> Which was incredible. And Some I people think. think that they're competitors, but they like to sponsor each other and look out for each other. That's incredible. At the end of the day, it's all the same industry. <laughs> exactly right. Mm-hmm. And a big thank you to Cranberry Classic, which is 100% vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Wow. No artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. Exactly. The bottles may be expensive, but it's worth every single sip. Strengthens mm-hmm. your bones. 
clears out the immune system. Play a little bit of Fleetwood Mac. Play a bit of Fleetwood Mac, ride on it. a skateboard. Exactly. You're good. You're living life. So for all, the, all of those of you out there who haven't enjoyed a Cranberry Classic today, go enjoy a Cranberry Classic. Grab some at your local grocery store. Pour yourself a glass. Have a bit of ice in it. Refresh yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give yourself that daily C. dose of vitamin C. Wow. And on that note, Chris, thank you very much for joining us here today. Thank you, Josh, for having me. We'll see me. you in the next one. Thank you.